This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakovin. I love Billy. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. We're back on the block for the second hour. Once again, we appreciate all of your support. We thank Sutter Hammond Jewelers for the video stream and their support. Also for the Mercado certified Piedmontese. It, we had a great time, Bach. I think we had a wonderful time doing the show one day that I happened to be in town. I think it was Friday, last Friday, oh, at yeah. uh, certified Piedmontese, the Mercado. Uh, got the chance to shake some hands and look at some great meat and taste some great jerky and all of those wonderful things. We thank them for their support as well. You can always find us on the block at 4 to 6 Central Standard Time. I have to say that because I'm in Florida, so I'm an hour ahead of you. So uh, <laughs> uh, there's been a lot going on in the NFL, a, a, a lot, a lot, a lot of exchanging, a lot of, you know, trades and crazy stuff has just really been happening. But one of the unique things that's been happening in the NFL right now is that the wide receiver, the skill position has been creeping up quite crazily onto quarterback range. It's it's one of those things that's that, you know, you just normally don't find. I mean, especially securing long, long years and, and a lot of years and a lot of guaranteed money. And Stefan Diggs is the latest one of the wide receivers to find his way of getting the big bag. Uh Stefan Diggs just signed a deal with the Buffalo Bills. I love this story because Stefan Diggs, kind of a smaller range guy, uh, had had a great tenure up there with the Minnesota Vikings, uh, crossed over and went to the Bills, happened to get one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now in Allen to be able to uh, throw the ball. And, and he's one of those over-the-top guys, similar to uh, Tyreek Hill and the likes of them, to be able to get over the top of you, runs great routes. He just secured a deal, reached an agreement for four-year extension at $104 million to include $70 million of that guarantee. This will be, put him at six more years, and he will not be a free agent again, uh, uh, unrestricted free agent until 2028. So he's there for the long haul. He'll probably retire a Buffalo Bill. That'll put him at $121 million uh, for the long haul. And that's a tremendous deal being that there's other receivers still yet to receive extensions. We're going to get into it as well uh, in this segment where we're going to try to rank or, or what, what the pundits are saying and, and the writers are saying about the ranks of these, but those still out there, young receivers across the league, Debo Samuel still out there for the 49ers, AJ Metcalf and DK, I'm sorry, DK Metcalf and AJ Brown are some of the others that are talking about. And the story out there right now is, you know, are are the Titans going to keep A.J. Brown? What are they going to do? Are they going to blow it up out there, being that the quarterback that D.K. Metcalf has had out there, Russell Wilson, has now moved on. And so he's with uh, Denver now. And so, therefore, are they going to blow it up? They're not going to have the money. Do you pay a D.K. Metcalf to stay and 
and just trudge along and, and, and just hope to barely make the playoffs or do you blow it up and, and, and get some trade value out of them? And then there's also Terry McLaurin. So there's some other guys out there that are looking, that feel probably that they're a little bit better um, and maybe even ranked higher than Stephon Diggs. And he secures the big bag. So you know they're going to be looking for the big money. So how do you view, first of all, the big bag that he just received and also looking at what's still out there for our, some of the other receivers. Well, like you said, I, I like his story because he, and not just the, the Minnesota thing, but the fact that he was, uh, you know, we watched him here in the Big Ten with Maryland for a few years, and he slipped all the way to the fifth round. So not much was expected out of him um, going to the pros, but he's turned around to have one of the best, you know, young receivers. Now I suppose, uh, let's see how old he is now. I think he's like 28, so he's still relatively young, but I guess in NFL years, kind of middle-aged, I suppose, but um, still one of the better young receivers in the game. Um, I, I I think it's it's kind of cool, it, it, and it might be a bit of a changing of the guard when you look at the fact in the AFC there, um, Patrick Mahomes loses his main primary wide receiver. Of course, still has Travis Kelsey there, so you could argue uh, that he still has has that um, you know that go to option. But certainly for for the Bills, they, I mean, they look like they're here to stay for quite some time for under Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs is uh, is going to be his his first main weapon for a large portion of his career. So um, I, I'm excited to see it. Um, uh, you know, the Bills are an interesting interesting franchise to kind of follow along. The Bills Mafia um, they've they've got quite a a, a fan base following there. Um, it, it, it's a cold weather city, so sometimes you know I can I can I can understand. I can feel bad for them at times or relate to them uh, being here in Nebraska. Um, and I, I just think it's cool. I, you know, it's it, it's it's you know something's kind of changed in my mind over the years too. Is that I thought wide receivers, you know, before the last couple of years were great for fantasy football, um, very entertaining, not great for winning games unless you have a, a guy that can absolutely um, change the game and, and lead you to the Super Bowl, maybe like a Julio Jones, but unless Jones, unless yeah. you've got like that top guy, it's not going to happen. And now we're kind of seeing, you know, the more the offense is open up, the more, um, you know, it's become a passing league. The more these wide receivers are factoring in the the bottom line, the wins and the losses, and you know, not just kind of having fun out there. Um, and 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 I think Cooper Cup really, uh, you know, I, I if, if we do the rankings, I'll have to put him first. I I know that other defensive backs who've played against him uh, might say he's not the most difficult to cover as opposed to some of these other guys, and they're phenomenal. But uh, when I, when a guy you know, leads the league in, in receive, reception yards, receiving and, and you know, receiving uh, receptions, I should say, and touchdowns, and then leads his team to the Super Bowls, the Super Bowl MVP, all that sort of stuff. It, it, it was really one of the greatest receiving years of all time. So coming off of that, I think a lot of these franchises are kind of maybe changing their mind as well is that, you know, maybe you should put a lot of money in your receiving core and not just kind of facilitate young guys in here and out, um, you know, over the years. Maybe if, you, if you've got something, lock them in, and that's what the Bills are doing here. Yeah, that's definitely what they're trying to do, and that leaves, you know, and, and, and Stephon Diggs is not a very big guy. You know, I think he's a guy that really can – he runs great routes. He, he's able to – secure catches and in, in, in traffic. And um, he definitely threatens you over the top. So it, it, it works out for him being that he's got a quarterback that could drop it in on a dime for you. But looking at DK Metcalf and AJ Brown, they're very big, strong, burly type receivers, but DK Metcalf shows he's got speed. You remember when he, uh, the interception was thrown in, in the game and he literally 10 yard hawked the cornerback. Oh yeah. Like, just so he's not he's not just a big guy. I think he runs maybe a four three if I remember correctly. 
uh, so the cat can get up and, and get out there a little bit. And so those are very big, strong receivers that are still out there. And, and while we're on the topic, let's go ahead and jump into, uh, you know, how you view your rankings. And then I'll, you know, I'll talk about some of mine and we'll dig into some of that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, 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 a, it's a, there's a lot of good weapons out there at wide receiver. So when I look at A.J. Brown and I look at D.J. Metcalf, um, or D.K. Metcalf, both of them, by the way, Former, they came from the same recruiting or same school. They came from Ole Miss. I mean, that was a heck of a receiving core they had down there in Oxford. But um, you know, I, I think there's still some proving left to be done. Now, that on the other side of that, they, they're going into their last year of their rookie contracts. That's kind of why the idea is out there that maybe these teams might want to move off of them, or if if, if there was a time to, to go out and get them, um, you'd have to pay a lot of money after this year. But maybe you get, could rent them, or uh, maybe uh, you know you would you would just get them and, and sign them to a big contract. But um, I don't know if I see them as quite top tier wide receivers across the NFL quite yet. You know, they've both had their moments. They've both been to Pro Bowls. And I think DK Metcalf was even a second-team All-Pro um, the year before this past season. Um, but it's it's just there's so many weapons in the NFL that I, I would say, you know, they're, they're, they're there. And the reason why that, that, that people would be very excited for them is obviously the potential. Because maybe you don't see them quite as the, the top tier right now, um, but they certainly have the potential and would be better than not um, uh, projections to get there. Um, but I, I still would, would probably put them in the you know second or third tier of the wide receivers uh, in the NFL. Right now, like I said, I'd have to, you know, I'd have to put Cooper Cup at the top. Okay. Well, for me, I, I, I think at this point, even in, in aging as, as he is, he's getting up there. But I, I still think Devontae Adams is probably – you know, right now, the best receiver for me out there. Um, you know, one of the things that he's underrated in some areas, he's very reliable, especially when he's targeted, right? As a wide receiver, he's hauled in 96% of his catchable targets this season, which is second highest amongst players with at least 100 targets. So I think that's a valuable asset to me, meaning that when 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 the quarterback looks his way, you can pretty much guarantee it's going to result in something, some some form of success. Second, I probably would look at Cooper Cup. I think you're right. I think you have a lot uh, to say with that, being that Cooper Cup's, you know, he's had 33 explosive receptions of 15 or more yards from the slot and then 14 or more from uh, than any other wide receiver in the season. So that's a valuable asset, meaning that, when you looked at him in the in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl, it was like when it got time to crunch time, that's where they went. It was like, we're going to Cooper. He's going to get it done for us. And as you know, he got it done. I think then I would look at maybe like Debo Samuels, just because Debo Samuels is, is so versatile, right? He is the biggest after catch threat, I think, in the NFL. I think being that he's he's leading after catch at 10 yards, after catch per reception. That's crazy. That means if he catches the ball in a slant or a, 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 sh a short dig or just, just a little, uh, you know, uh, crossing route, he's getting you 10 yards when he touches the ball. So he also ranks third in percentage um, of, of his targets. And then uh, it, that results in 15 plus yards at 31%. So that means he's getting it done. He's got broken tackles. I love that about him. A surprising one I think would throw it throw at me is maybe Justin Jefferson with the Minnesota Vikings. And then, you know, say what you will, 
but Jamar Chase, I think, is a top five receiver right now. I, you know, I, I don't, I, you know, I know it's early for him. I know it's still some time, but I, I still think he's a top five wide receiver. Receiver, and I think that's only going to get better for him. Um, I probably have Stephon Diggs and C.D. Lamb kind of around those same positions. I, I like his broken t- tackle uh, numbers with C.D. Lamb. Um, he has the fourth best re- receiving grade and the ninth most yards per route. Uh, I think that's phenomenal for him. He's going to be more of a, you know, the eyes are going to be more on him being that he was like the second or third guy um, there with Amari Cooper. Um, then I think you got to look at Tyreek Hill. And and the crazy thing is T Higgins. Don't sleep on T Higgins. T Higgins gets it done. And so, um, and, and then I think you find DK Metcalf for me and AJ Brown just outside the top 10. I think you probably could throw DK Metcalf at maybe 11 for me um, in between there, maybe Tyler Lockett. And um, uh, I'm really high on Chris Godwin. I just think the injuries hurt him this year, but um, his grade is very high as well. And then I think you find AJ Brown. So maybe they won't secure the bag as high as uh, Stefan Diggs, just based on uh, their production numbers. But I think they're going to be pretty close to those numbers. And, you know, when you look at it at the end of the day, yeah, and off, uh, off YouTube, TMZ2 says if A.J. Brown moved to a new team, his game would explode. So, I mean, that's always something to consider, too, is the quarterbacks yeah, that are throwing the, quarterback the ball. throwing to you. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Tannehill is very inconsistent. And, and Tannehill is very West Coast offensive style to me where he just kind of maintains. He doesn't take a lot of chances. So, I, I think you're right about that. I think if you threw, like, an A.J. Brown out there with Green Bay or something like that, he would his numbers would, would show. Show yeah. I think you're right about and I'm fascinated that. to see what Tyreek Hill looks like in Miami. I know they are um, maybe somewhat planning to use him like Debo Samuel, like you said, um, and just kind of force feed him the ball, get your best player the ball. But um, is he going to drop off from Patrick Mo? I mean, who takes the bigger drop off, I suppose, is the big question there. Is, you know, is it Tyreek that's making more Patrick Mahomes look good or is it the other way around? Um, and, and we've seen it over the years, you know, you know, a lot of times receivers switching quarterbacks, they're just just um, aren't aren't the same player. So that'll be fascinating to see. I think you're right, though. Justin Jefferson probably is gets overlooked. He was, the by the way, the other part of that trade for Stephon Diggs. If you remember when Stephon Diggs was traded from the Vikings, it was to get a draft pick that wouldn't go on to be Justin Jefferson. So I know some people would say, man, the Vikings probably shaking their head because they, they got rid of uh, Stephon Diggs. But I'm sure they feel pretty good about Justin Jefferson there, too. Um, Devontae Adams, like you said, it would be fascinating to see what he does now in Vegas um, without Rodgers. I mean, that's one of the greatest. Back with his guy, time. though. He's back. He's back with his guy, Derek Carr. You know they they, they were a combination right. back in college. So you know, getting back sometimes with with the guy that you're very familiar with, and and there's some understanding. But they've also got other weapons out there in, in, in Raider Nation. So it's not that he yes, he's going to be the ire of everybody scheming probably. But at the end of the day, they have other weapons that they can go to, which is going to alleviate some of that pressure. Um, I think even more, just, just look at what he did with Aaron Rodgers and they didn't have near the weapons. I think that the Raiders do. And, and that's, I think it's, it's possible that it can open up the door for them. It's definitely, I'm sure Derek Carr is excited about it being that he's now going to have somebody who can, who, who has a high catch rate, high target rate, um, that with percentage. And and so I think that's going to bowl well. I think also, man, Terry McLaurin is surprised a lot of people, right? You know, he, he, he went from getting open at one of the highest rates in the NFL to hardly 
being able to get open, but he still maintains a high uh, contested catch percentage. So I, I think that's phenomenal for him, for what he's been able to do. Um, his 25 contested catches led the NFL, and uh, he has the fourth ba- best catch rate uh, in such plays like that. So he's got surefire hands. Uh, he has the third lowest drop rate of all receivers that are getting 100 targets. So I think that's pretty good, you know, when you look at him. But, he, you know, he finds himself on a Washington team that's not very good, and the quarterback yeah. situation is all crazy. So, yeah, I mean, we got to see what also DeAndre Hopkins does when he comes back. Uh, right now, he's he's out of the top 15, I think, for me. But if he comes back and has a, a phenomenal season that he he's capable of having, he's getting a little older now, but we'll we'll see how he returns. And so, yeah, there's still some good ones out there. But as you know, some of the big money guys, the Thompson, you know, at, with the Saints, a lot of injuries with him. And, you know, um, Evans down there with, with yeah. uh, the Bucks. You know, some of those guys who used to be top-tier guys are kind of falling down on the ladder for me. Some of these young guys are starting to move their way up and take take control. How about how about Tyler Lockett? That's a name that kind of people forget about once in a while. I mean, the Seahawks um, obviously, you know, moving on and restarting. And we, we talked about DK Metcalf there is what they want to rebuild with him. Lockett's more of a, of a veteran, but a huge, you know, a big play threat. Him along with Russell Wilson, I think they had uh, as a combination the most yards, uh, you know, from a quarterback and wide receiver combination since Lockett's been in the league. I think he gets uh, slipped on a little bit too. I mean, that's a guy that uh, finished top 10 in, with the, in yards last year to despite only 73 receptions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel bad for Tyler. If he loses DK Metcalf, I'm going to feel bad for him. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be asking for a trade. (laughs) Because at this point, I don't want to be stuck in the quagmire of what's going to be happening up there in Seattle. But the crazy thing is, you hear hear Pete Carroll talking about, ah, we're not getting rid of DK Metcalf. Stop it. He is one of the biggest look you in the face and tell you one thing. He probably <laughs> said the same thing about Russell Wilson, and there yeah. you go, Russell Wilson's gone, right? I think they're just trying to blow the situation up, but I really would feel bad for Tyler Lockett if he gets stuck in the doldrums of what Seattle's going to be for the next few years. And it's kind of weird while we're on it that, that you know, you wonder if they are going to blow it up that big, and if they already got r- rid of Russell Wilson, you, you know, you think that that's a, you know, that, that's a sign. Will they keep Pete Carroll around? You know, he's getting up there in age. Is he really wanting to go through a rebuild there? Uh, Also, you know, is his... Got rid of Bobby Wagner, which is a long-time piece of what they were on their defense. They blew up the Legion of Boom. That's where I think their downfall started, but yeah. Yeah, and and some people think that maybe his uh, his best coaching days are, are past him, and maybe he's getting you know out schemed these days. Gotta but still, yeah, yeah, I'd be surprised to see him want to stick around for a rebuild. I don't know. I wonder how. Um, you know, I, I think that especially I mean, college football would love to have him back, but uh, I wonder how much attention he would get you know from other coaches obviously having been to a Super Bowl, having won a Super Bowl in Seattle, um, but uh, the last couple of years not looking so hot. Yeah, and, and but they're still, but they're what they're doing though is they're. I think it's a down draft, especially in quarterback at the quarterback position. Yeah. There's really not anybody out there right now. So are they going to do a stopgap, secure a lot of you know this year and next year and maybe a year after type of draft picks and look to secure something in the years to come and just really start to build their foundation back up again with this next draft coming up. And then look to uh, down the road to maybe secure a really good quarterback, maybe stopgap it for right now. They're really not still sure on that that aspect of where they're going to go with their quarterback position. But it just seems to me is maybe they're kind of falling 
down the wayside, not really caring what's going to happen in the next year. And then boom, you know, look to jump out and make something happen in the years to come. Great stuff, man. Um, uh, we'll, we'll take a break right now. We'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more, uh, maybe still on the topic, but we'll, we'll find something good to kind of piecemeal out there. And we're feeling good here on the block. Thank you for joining us. We'll be right back after this break. <laughs> 